You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Live in Times Square, this is Good Morning America. As you get ready for the morning commute, mm. we are looking at the new list of the safest cars on the road right now. Very important itself. That's coming up. We also have the latest on that IVF ruling in Alabama. Sent shockwaves across the nation. We're on the scene in Alabama this morning as some doctors tell us they are hopeful for a solution. But we're going to begin with the dangerous storms on the move and that record heat. Ginger is here, as you know, tracking it all. That and a whole lot more. Good morning. Morning. It's like we're living in the upside down when it's 98 in Laredo and we're still in February and we're having all-time February records and all-time winter records, meaning in the records we've had that go back reliably in a lot of times to the 1870s, we have never seen this warm a temperature in many cities. So Omaha made it to 80. Rockford, Illinois was 73. Minneapolis, which has had their hottest winter on record, 65. So yes, there's a flip coming and there's some powerful storms that'll come with it, but there will be more of those all times and daily record highs across much of the country. I mean, look at all the red circles. That means you have the potential to tie, break, or smash a record in a lot of places into the Northeast. Then it came with wind and really big wind and very low relative humidity. So in Jefferson Davis County, one of the 150 wildfires that started burning last Friday, we will see more of those red flag warnings across the Midwest today ahead of this front. But the tornado threat, that's the one I want you to really focus in on. Chicago, Detroit, parts of southeastern Wisconsin, all the way down to St. Louis, Indianapolis included today. That's this evening. Well, that is a wide swath. Okay, Ginger, thanks very much. We're going to play this on the race for the White House. Voters go to the polls this morning in the Michigan primary with Donald Trump set for another big win over Nikki Haley. Jill Biden facing a protest vote over the war in Gaza. Chief White House correspondent Mary Bruce is at a polling site in Dearborn. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, George. Well, the polls have just opened here in Michigan. This critical state has swung between Joe Biden and Donald Trump in the last elections and will be a must win for both candidates in November. Now, Donald Trump is expected to win the Republican primary here today. Joe Biden will win the Democratic. But voters here furious and frustrated over his handling of the war in Gaza are determined to put the president on notice. This morning, a critical test for President Biden in Michigan. Michigan citizens are engaged in this process and are making sure their voice is heard. Nationally, the Democratic Party has rallied around President Biden, but here he may have competition, not from another candidate, but from the quote uncommitted, furious over the president's refusal to push for an enduring ceasefire in Gaza. Young voters, activists and members of the state's large Arab and Muslim American communities now urging voters to check the uncommitted box in protest. I want to support Biden, but he's like, right now, no, I just can't. With the actions that are happening, I can't support him at this point. But I do hope that he does change course. In 2020, Arab Americans turned out overwhelmingly for Biden, helping deliver him this critical state by just 154,000 votes. But after months of Biden's staunch backing of Israel in its war in Gaza, that support now sharply in doubt. President Biden is risking another Trump term over his support for the most right-wing government, most extremist government in the, in the history of Israel. Facing mounting protests and growing pressure, the White House has tried to reach out to members of the community. But for many here, it may be too little, too late. Their anger, raw. We're tired of Democrats running on progressive platforms and doing the exact same Republicans Donald Trump has barely campaigned here, but he's expected to once again cruise to victory over his final opponent, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Haley vowing to stay in through Super Tuesday, arguing that nearly half of Republican primary voters are against Trump. 40% of the vote is not with him. You can't win a general election if you don't get the 40%. But both Biden and Trump are already pivoting to the general election. And as for this uncommitted movement here, their goal isn't to deny Joe Biden a victory. Instead, they are hoping to get 10,000 uncommitted votes. That's the margin by which Donald Trump won this state in 2016. And they're hoping if they can achieve that, that it will send the president a message loud and clear, push him to change course and show him he can't take these voters and their concerns for granted. George. And Mary, both Biden and Trump heading to the border this week. 
Yeah, quite the timing here, George. President Biden will be down on the border on Thursday, just his second visit as president. It comes, of course, as he has been slamming Republicans in Washington for failing to act on immigration and pass that bipartisan border deal. Donald Trump will also be down there. He, too, is eager to own this issue in the election. Joe Biden joking yesterday. He didn't know his, quote, good friend would be down there, too. It is going to be some split screen, George. Okay, Mary Bruce, thanks very much. Michael. All right, thank you, George. And President Biden is also set to meet with congressional leaders as they face the Friday, Friday deadline to pass a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. Our senior congressional correspondent, Rachel Scott, is on Capitol Hill. Good morning, Rachel. Hey, Michael, good morning. And here we go again. The last minute scramble to try to avert a government shutdown all over again. So in just a few hours, the top four congressional leaders will head to the White House for a meeting with President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. If lawmakers do not reach a deal by Friday, then funding for several key agencies will run out, including agriculture, transportation, housing and veteran services. More than 100,000 federal workers would go without pay. That also includes air traffic controllers, which could possibly lead to travel disruptions. And then one week later, the rest of the federal government would shut down with funding running out for the Pentagon and Department of Homeland Security. Now, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will be absolutely critical during these negotiations. He is facing growing pressure from the right of his party to use this as an opportunity to pass conservative policy wins on immigration and abortion. And while much of the focus in that room today is expected to be on how to avert this government shutdown, we are told that the president will also likely make another case to provide additional aid to both Israel and Ukraine. The Senate has already passed the bill to do that it has gone nowhere in the house robin it has not all right rachel thank you now to the murder of a 22 year old nursing student in georgia lakin riley allegedly killed by a migrant governor brian kemp is now blaming the white house over its border policy our senior national correspondent steve osinsami is in athens georgia with more good morning steve Good morning to you, Rob. And authorities say that this young woman died of blunt force trauma and say that the man they have in custody used an object to kill her. Federal immigration authorities have now issued what's called a detainer for this murder suspect, which had they done earlier, would have kept him from being released after his other arrests. Students at the University of Georgia came together to say good things and to say goodbye to 22-year-old Lakin Hope Riley. It is so obvious to me why it feels so dark right now, and that is because we lost one of the brightest lights that there's ever been. The nursing student from a school nearby was killed on the UGA campus while she was out jogging last week, and her murder has become a case in point in the debate over immigration in America. Police say that her alleged killer is this man, 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. He's from Venezuela, and according to federal officials, was let go after he was arrested for unlawfully entering the country near El Paso, Texas, a year and a half ago. Georgia's governor is demanding answers from President Biden and his immigration authorities. Lakin's death is a direct result of failed policies on the federal level and an unwillingness by this White House to secure the southern border. Authorities believe Ibarra illegally entered the U.S. in 2022 and has several run-ins with law enforcement since then, but was paroled or released before customs enforcement agents could step in. His brother, who was also arrested for allegedly carrying a fake green card, was also arrested before by local authorities and released. That competing trip that President Biden and former President Trump are taking to the U.S. southern border this week really matters to many people, of course, watching this case and to voters this election season. George. Okay, Steve, thanks. We're going to go overseas now to the war between Israel and Hamas. President Biden now saying that he hopes to have a ceasefire and hostage deal in place by next week. Foreign correspondent Tom Sufi Bird is on the scene in Israel. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, George. Yeah, President Biden predicting a ceasefire in Gaza within the next six days, saying he's been told a deal is close but not done yet. This morning, though, an Israeli official telling us that prediction from President Biden took Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu by surprise. Now, Key to getting a deal is ensuring more aid can reach the Gaza Strip. We're at one of the main crossing points for aid trucks from Egypt over the border there into Israel here and then in that direction onto Gaza. And as you can see, these Israeli protesters are blocking the route. They're clearing out now. They've been blocking it all morning, but they say they're doing it to prevent humanitarian aid falling into the hands of Hamas. And Tom, we also know these hostage negotiations are continuing in Qatar. 
Yeah, George, Israel this morning signaling a major shift, saying it might be willing to free Palestinians convicted of serious terrorist offences uh, if, uh, go down a bit, free, serious terrorist offences in return for the release of female Israeli soldiers being held in Gaza. That's according to a senior Israeli official. And for all the optimism, Israeli officials still calling Hamas's demands delusional. Now, Israel also promising that hundreds more aid trucks going through checkpoints like this one will soon reach the Gaza Strip. These protesters this morning, though, reject the idea that their actions are contributing to the dire humanitarian situation inside Gaza. We're seeing more evidence, sadly, that children in Gaza are dying of malnutrition. George? Tom Sufi Burge. Thanks, Robin. And George, now to the latest in the IVF battle in Alabama. The Biden administration is sending the Health and Human Services Secretary to the state today to hear from people impacted by that court's decision. Elizabeth Schulze is in Huntsville, Alabama for us. Good morning to you, Elizabeth. Good morning, Robin. Doctors at clinics like this one here in Alabama tell us that they are hopeful that there will soon be a solution to allow them to move forward with IVF without facing legal risks. Three of the major providers in the state have still paused IVF treatments after Alabama Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are children and discarding unused embryos can make clinics liable for wrongful death. One provider here tells us that one-fifth of its patients typically have their embryos discarded because they are just not viable or they cannot be used. So what this means for families is that they still do not have desperately needed answers about their fertility plans. The Biden administration today is dispatching its top health official, HHS Secretary Javier Becerra, to meet with families in Birmingham. And now Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville, who has really struggled to make his position on IVF clear, says that state lawmakers will pass a law to protect IVF. We expect that that legislation could be introduced as soon as today. Families and doctors are expected to rally outside of the state courthouse tomorrow to demand that it get passed immediately. Michael. Now, a lot of questions still need to be answered, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for that. Now to the thousands of pharmacies that are still facing disruptions nearly one week after a cyber attack hit the nation's largest health insurer. Trevor Alt is here with the latest. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Michael. You know, this is causing some serious problems for people who need their prescriptions. Nearly a week ago, Change Healthcare was hit with a cyber attack. As part of United Healthcare, as you mentioned, the nation's largest health insurer, and their digital network was crippled. So now thousands of pharmacies are facing these disruptions, fulfilling prescription drug orders because they use that network to verify insurance coverage. The company says it took immediate action to prevent further impact, but this is still a problem this morning. Initial reports said a foreign actor could be to blame, but Reuters now reports this actually might be a ransomware gang known as Black Cat. One cybersecurity expert tells ABC News Black Cat is the same organization that took down MGM and Caesars Entertainment, and cyber criminals are increasingly targeting healthcare systems. A cyber attack earlier this month shut down the phones and the computers at a hospital in Chicago. And after this attack, one pharmacy near Pittsburgh is actually using the honor system. They're having to give their patients the medicines, not medicine now, and then they're billing the insurance later. Guys? Definitely dangerous mm -hmm. to life yeah. or death situation there. Thank you so much for that, Trevor. But now we're going to go to a life-changing billion-dollar donation to a medical school here in New York. That will make tuition free. Wow. Yeah, you heard wow. me? Free right, tuition. Yeah. A lot of excitement about that, but Janae Norman is here with the unbelievable story, the unbelievable gift, Janae. Oh my gosh, guys, it is being called the largest donation to any medical school in the country and called transformational. One billion dollars. That is nine zeros with one goal to ensure students never have to pay tuition ever again. This is the moment an auditorium full of students had their lives changed forever. Starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition free. Ruth Gottesman's $1 billion gift. The students and faculty jumping out of their seats with tears in their eyes and hands in the air cheering. My dad, he currently like works as an Uber driver, so he doesn't make a lot of money. So this, this has been like a huge impact on my family. Dr. Gottesman, who is 93 and currently serving as chair of the school's board of trustees, has been affiliated with the institution for over five decades. When I went to college, 
What I wanted to do was to work with underserved people. Studying learning disabilities, helping countless children with screening evaluations she developed, and running adult literacy programs. She's the widow of New York financier David Gottesman, who made part of his fortune as an early investor in Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Part of that fortune, now financing the dreams of students by removing the financial restrictions for those without the economic means to afford medical school. I think just for my family as a whole, it'll have such a big impact, um, and it takes a lot of the pressure off. A lot of the pressure off. So current fourth-year students will be reimbursed for the spring semester. Dr. Gottesman says that her husband, she realized, left her a whole portfolio of Berkshire stock with the instructions, do whatever you think is right. Yeah, right? Wow. So she is now paying for tuition in perpetuity. Her only instructions to the university, don't change the school's yeah, name. She that. says you can't be Albert Einstein Medical School, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah and it's such a beautiful story. She created this friendship with the head of the, yes. of the medical school during COVID. And she, said, and she just asked him, what's the one thing we can do? Actually, she asked for three. He said this first, and she said... Done. That's it. Wow. And Done. talking about how much debt people typically leave medical school with, Dr. Gottesman said that uh, you know most students' the tuition is about sixty thousand dollars. They leave with more than two hundred thousand dollars in, in debt. medical school. Cleared. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cleared. That's mm -hmm. why all that excitement in the auditorium there. Yeah. Today, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And coming up, trouble on tour. Why Taylor Swift's dad might be in hot water. Plus, why the price of a burger at Wendy's may be going up and down. And spring break on a budget. Becky and Gio have the ways to save big for a family of four, whether you want to go skiing or hit the high seas. But first, let's go back to Ginger. That's right. And Chicago could see an all-time February high temperature in the mid-70s today. But after you enjoy that, the skies will erupt into severe storms. And that's why we've got Chicago, Milwaukee, down to Peoria and St. Louis, over into southwest Michigan to Detroit and Indiana, all included in the tornado threat today. Coming up, before you hit the road this morning, we're looking at the new list of the safest cars. We'll be right back. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. The dozens of record high temperatures from Texas all the way to the Great Lakes. Parts of Texas were near 100 degrees, but the summer tease will sharply come to an end. A powerful cold front is about to move through. Also right now, an FAA panel has released a report about Boeing saying it observed a disconnect between Boeing senior management and other members of the organization on safety culture. The company was urged to take corrective action. The panel convened before a door plug flew out of an Alaska Airlines jet during flight a few weeks ago. Boeing says that it appreciates the panel's work, will continue its efforts to improve safety and quality programs. And Odysseus, the journey coming to an end. The first U.S. spacecraft to make a soft landing on the moon in 50 years is expected to run out of power this morning after solar panels are no longer exposed to light. Odysseus has been communicating, sending back images, even though it tipped over on its side while landing late last week. And who among us has not tipped over on our side after <laughs> sticking the landing? We've got a lot more ahead, including ways to help you save big on your spring break getaway. That is coming up, Michael. Kind of told on yourself a little yeah. bit there, Robin. Now to the change coming to one of the biggest fast food chains in the country, Wendy's set to test surge pricing, so the cost of your burger would change depending on the time of day. Rebecca Jarvis is here with the details. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, George. Yeah, it is Uber surge pricing at the drive-through window, and we've heard recently from McDonald's CEO that the cost of eating out, which is up more than 5% from a year ago, has become too high. Now Wendy's is trying something completely new. Two Dave singles. How much would it cost? You could ask, but starting soon, depending on the time of day, you might get a different answer. Wendy's, the country's second largest burger chain with 6,000 locations, announcing that starting next year, menu prices will fluctuate during the busiest times of day, meaning you could be paying as much as a dollar more for that Baconator during the lunch rush. Historically, companies just set one price 
that was constant across time. Uh, pricing algorithms allow companies to change prices throughout the day. Wendy's CEO announcing his company will spend $20 million on high-tech digital menu boards that can update prices in real time, meaning surge pricing, which used to be reserved for rideshare companies, airlines, and hotels, could be coming to a drive through near you. During the busy times, they can obviously increase profits then. And also some consumers will want to shift to the less busy times. Prices are lower. Before it's even taken effect, the new surge pricing is getting a frosty reception online, with one user on X writing, surge pricing is just price gouging by any other name. Wendy's telling ABC News in a statement that the decision can allow them to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit, and provide them with the food they love at a great value. And don't be surprised if you see other fast food giants like McDonald's and Burger King making similar moves if this works for Wendy's. Anyone who's worked in fast food can see why Wendy's might be giving this a try because things get so busy during that lunch rush and the workers can only handle so much. But it is also hard on customers who want a budget. And guys, I'm really wondering how it's going to work if you're standing in line. Can the price change while you're waiting there to get mm. your burger? <laughs> you can imagine things aren't going to go over so well in line. People pushing and yeah, well, you know. of course it's busy. It's yes. lunchtime. That's yeah. what, I mean. And they're handling the delivery orders now, too. Right. A lot of these places are also sending things out. So it's not even just the people waiting. It's people True. waiting in offices and houses and everything else. We'll mm. see what happens. We will. Thank you, as always, Rebecca. Coming up, with Stanley uh, set to release its new limited edition Tumblr, how the company is changing the way shoppers can get their hands on it. And next, spring break on a budget. Gio and Becky going head-to-head -to, -head to find the biggest discounts for you. Hey there, Gio. We are battling it out with our big keyboard here, Robin. It is spring break season, and whether you want to lounge around the pool like me or... Hit the uh, hot tub after a day on the slopes like Becky. We're going to help you save your family some thousands of dollars when we come back right here on GMA. We're back now with our new series, Spring Break on a Budget. You know many counting down to their annual getaway. Gio and Becky went head to head to find the best deals, whether you're hitting the slopes or sailing the high seas. Good morning to you, Gio. That's right, Robin. From skis to the seas. This morning, Becky and I are looking for the best deals using the ultimate travel tips and tricks to make sure that your spring break adventure does not break the bank. Take a look. Ski or sea? Here's the challenge. Find the biggest discounts for a four-night trip for a family of four. As spring break sneaks up on us, I'm confident we can find a few deals below deck. But can you find savings on the slopes? Okay, skiers, we're up. First, the destination matters. Smaller, family-style mountains can be way cheaper than huge resorts. Biggest savings? Accommodations. Ski and ski out lodging at Bolton Valley, Vermont costs $897 for four nights versus $1,871 at Stowe. Next, rental gear. It's also cheaper at smaller mountains and even cheaper if you rent off mountain. Savings to rent your gear in town, $486. And let's talk lift ticket prices. A midweek spring adult lift ticket at Stowe Mountain is $151. 20 miles away at Bolton Valley, it's $69. And you can find mountains across the country with lower prices. And when it comes to lift tickets, don't buy them up here on the mountain on the day you ski. At the very least, buy online in advance and check for AAA, military, and warehouse club discounts. But for families who prefer poolside over powder, we brought in cruise expert Colleen McDaniel of Cruise Critic to help us out. For this trip, we're looking for a four-night cruise to the Bahamas, leaving from Miami. Colleen suggests using an aggregator website like Cruise Critic, where you can compare different prices. If you scroll down a little bit more, I'm seeing one that makes me think this might be a really nice option for you. And her advice, if you're on a budget? Interior is a really great choice because they say, I don't really spend a lot of time inside my cabin anyway. That's what I was going to say. I've been on several cruises, and I know that... When, when you're in the room, you're basically just there to sleep. A room with a balcony comes out to more than 3300 bucks, while an inside cabin costs 2600 So we already saved more than $700 by choosing an interior cabin. Another tip, do some research about the ship. Older ships may mean steeper discounts. 
older ships tend to cost a little bit less than some of the newer ships. Many cruise passengers also look forward, of course, to stepping off the ship. Guided tours are one of the most popular offshore excursions. A tour booked through Royal Caribbean will cost a family of four about $400. But you can find a similar tour with an independent contractor that costs about $250. And of course, food is a huge part of the cruise experience. Most cruise lines have dining options that are included in the price of the cruise. If you're looking to do something really special, there are what are called specialty restaurants, and those come with an additional fee. So if our family of four decided to splurge for just two meals at one of the ship's specialty restaurants, they can save $80 by going for lunch instead of dinner. We got to give it to Gio and Becky. That's a dynamic duo. They scoured the internet for the best deals. Hey, guys, you found some serious, serious discounts. So, Gio, let's start with you at a cruise vacation. All right, Robin. So, for a cruise, this is the original price right here. Accommodations cost more than $3,300. Uh, excursions, almost $400. And for some special dining, just over $250. The total, nearly $4,000. Now, with our discounts, let's go ahead and switch the screen here. Uh, we looked all over the internet for the best ones, and we got accommodations down to $20. 2600. We've got excursions down to 256, dining to 171. That's just over 3000 total for this family of four. So with those savings, we were able to slash nearly $1000 up that price. Boom. All right, $1000 <laughs> discount. That's in the clubhouse right now. Can Becky beat it? You're all about savings on the slopes, ski trips. Woo! They can be expensive, but yeah. you figured out a way to bring the cost <clears throat> downhill. Tell us what you found. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Yes. Super spendy. But as you saw in the piece, going to a big resort versus one of the smaller family style mountains can end up costing you a lot. So let's look at the original prices before the discounts. Accommodations, more than $1,800. The gear cost nearly $900 to rent. Lift tickets were over $1,600. So that's a grand total of $4,391. Now, if that gives you as much anxiety as staring over the edge of a double black diamond dude chill with the discounts we found they are gnar we are going to get those accommodations down under 900 dollars uh renting gear off the mountain was just 360 dollars and lift tickets were under 800 dollars at that smaller resort so for a total two thousand twenty five dollars and then our grand savings two thousand three hundred sixty six dollars I think we're all ready to hit the slopes. All right. Pretty good deal. Yeah, you both are winners. <laughs> you both are winners and making our viewers winners. Thank you, Becky and Gio. Tomorrow, these two travel experts are going to help a family from Philadelphia plan their spring break to the Outer Banks. And wait until you see which was less expensive, flying or renting an RV. <laughs> That's coming up tomorrow on GMA. Hey, we took a lot of RV trips mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah. We always owned one. My dad was like, well, we're not flying too many kids. <laughs> Six of us. <laughs> all right, everybody, stay right there. Our play of the day is next. No, I did not. You talk about me told myself. You just told on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we're back now with our play of the day because we're moving past all that. Lara, you're back with something to make us smile. Uh -huh, well, you are too. Uh, anyway, good morning, everybody. The sound of snoring. It can elicit frustration, even anger, but not to little baby Luca. Watch his reaction when he hears his dad's not-so-subtle snore. <laughs> Lucas hilarious reaction has eight million away. views on TikTok and counting. Watch his eyes. It's fantastic. <laughs> he wishes he could get away. You'll get there soon, Luca. His mom might need to get used to it as well as Luca. What can you do? Some people snore, some people don't, yeah, Michael. I'm I'm not a snorer, so No, no. That's, not, that's what we heard. Yeah. <laughs> I want Allie to watch that video. It's very Ooh. cute. <laughs> really? So you're saying she, she no, snores? No, I snore. Oh. oh. All right. We'll be, we'll be right back. Fun <laughs> fact. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. We have a look at the top stories breaking today. We start with that record heat and the dangerous storms that are on the move. Ginger, of course, is tracking it. Good morning, Ginger. Hey, good morning. Winter's kind of given up, throwing the hands up. At least has senioritis because meteorological winter ends this Friday and it is going to see all-time winter warmth in Chicago today. So we could end up in the mid-70s. That will also act as fuel because there is cold weather for at least a day behind it uh, in this Tornado threat. So all of Indiana, parts of Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois, up to Milwaukee, Grand Rapids and Detroit, and Cincinnati included, Cleveland as well. That's tonight primarily. After the sun sets, you could see tornadoes and damaging winds. It is such a direct temperature difference. Omaha, Nebraska had an all-time winter high temperature of 80. Rockford, Illinois was 73, warmest February temper they've ever seen. We'll see more of those today. I mean, all the red circles mean you could at least break a daily record, if not see warmest February or more. More, and it goes from Burlington back to Jackson, Mississippi. We will see a huge temperature tumble on the order of 50-some degrees for some, like Chicago. Wow. But it gets warm again this weekend, like record warmth back by the weekend. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. it. We're on we guys. All right, Ginger, I'm thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now, major move that could impact where you get your groceries and how much you pay for them. The federal government is suing to block the largest supermarket merger in U.S. history. Rebecca is back with that story for us. Hey there, Rebecca. Hey, Robin. Yeah, the typical family of four right now is spending $312 a week on groceries, and the FTC says this merger could cost them more, arguing that it would reduce the number of supermarkets, which would mean higher prices and job losses. Kroger says that is not the case, that a merger will help them better compete with the likes of Walmart, Amazon, and Costco. A combined Kroger and Albertsons would also add more than 5,000 supermarkets in 48 states, including stores like Ralph's, Safeway, Jewel Osco, and King Supers. In a statement Kroger telling ABC News, the combined company committed that no stores, distribution centers, or manufacturing facilities will close as a result of the merger. Kroger, which has union workers, also took aim at the FTC's suit, saying it would only strengthen larger non-unionized retailers like Walmart, Costco, and Amazon by allowing them to further increase their overwhelming and growing dominance in the grocery industry. And Michael, they're planning to sue and make sure that this goes to court for a battle there. Michael? Right. Big battle ahead. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Now to a look at the safest cars on the road. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety has released its annual list this morning. And our transportation correspondent, Gio Benitez, is back with the details. Good morning again, Gio. Hey, Michael. Yeah, the good news is we have a lot of great cars that made the cut this year, 71 winners, and the criteria even tougher than before. Now, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety added more testing for backseat passenger protection and pedestrian crash avoidance systems. The goal, of course, was to protect all passengers no matter where they are sitting and those vulnerable pedestrians. 22 of those 71 winners got the highest marks. Hyundai, which includes Genesis, got the most awards. So let's take a look now at some of those winners right here. In small cars, we've got the Acura Integra in mid Side cars. We have the Honda Accord in small SUVs, the Genesis GV60 in midsize SUVs, the Ford Explorer. So some real classics right there. Now there are many more cars on the list. To see if yours is on it, head over to the IIHS website. That's IIHS.org. Guys, all over that. We want to check and see if mine's on the list. Thank you, Gio. Coming up in our GMA morning menu, with Stanley set to release a new Tumblr this morning, we'll tell you how some fans are turning the craze into side hustles. Also, had the safety concerns that the popular interactive aquarium found across the country. Plus, our takeout fake out is back with TikTok foodie Tiffy Chen showing us how to recreate a takeout favorite. And Lara is with Lori B. Hi there, Robin. Yeah, so we've got the right fit for you today. Lori has some of the hottest looks in denim. How to make them work for you. That is coming up right here on Good Morning America. Something for everyone. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. And we have our GMA cover story. 
Just when you thought the Stanley Cup craze couldn't get any crazier, the company it released a new Tumblr this morning. Rebecca Jarvis is back with the story and how these Tumblrs are creating new side hustles for fans. Rebecca, we're working you overtime today. Welcome back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one to be on today, Michael. I just want to be very clear. This is not a story about hockey. Until a few years ago, most hadn't heard of Stanley Cups, even though the business has been around for more than 100 years. Now it's a favorite of nurses, teachers, and moms on the go. In fact, they've become so popular that starting today you'll have to go through a process similar to Taylor Swift tickets to get your hands on the latest special edition. Stanley is the go of water bottles. The others are just trying to be Stanley. It's the cup craze taking the nation by storm. Mission completed. Never again. Stanley tumblers soaring off shelves. Shoppers even waiting in lines for hours for a chance to walk away with limited edition colors and special releases. I missed you. And this morning, the company is taking a new approach before releasing its latest trophy, the much-anticipated chocolate gold 40-ounce tumbler. Stanley teaming up with a commerce solution brand hoping to create a fair marketplace for mug maniacs, requiring shoppers to submit an entry form for a chance to buy it. If selected, they'll receive an email from Stanley within 24 hours. When there's a short supply of a specific item and high demand, the frenzy just gets more and more uh, crazy. The thermos, the quencher tumbler, is getting credit for a massive increase in total revenue for the brand. The 100-year-old company brought in $73 million in sales in 2019. Last year, that number soaring to a projected $750 million. And some fans are even taking their love of the mug to a new level. It's not a cup, it's more like an accessory. I spend my money on having like a really cute cup that I take with me. Ashley Costco turned her crush on the cups into a lucrative business. Her creations are bedazzled with over 8,000 gems. She says some selling for up to $1,200. I made my first um, Stanley and put it on my TikTok and it exploded. I was actually about ready to just close up shop and say, forget it. This is like, I'm not making enough money. And then the orders just started rolling in. And here it is, guys. It is not just dark brown. It is chocolate gold, and it can yes. be yours for $50 if you get in the line and get picked off of the wait list. We have our, our little version here. I think Ashley Costco could do a great job bedazzling it, but we're going to send it back to Stanley to make sure someone in the queue doesn't miss well out. Well done. You know, that oh, one person. That's true. I hate to have someone think that we kept this here and they didn't get their Stanley Nicely cup. done, Rebecca, as always. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm Michael and I over there are going like, we're yeah, going to get that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for playing by the rules as always. Yeah. All right. We have an ABC News investigation now. Zoos and aquariums host roughly 180 million people each year, but some critics are concerned about safety standards at a popular interactive aquarium that be, can be found across the country. Ariel Reshef is here with one family story. Good morning to you, Ariel. Good morning to you, Robin. Sequest has interactive aquariums in seven states. Many of them are in local malls. That Texas family says their young daughter was bitten by an animal during a visit to one of those locations. And our investigation found Sequest has faced dozens of citations by state and federal agencies. Is that high enough? What started as a day of family fun at an aquarium turned into a scary encounter for Lola, who was eight months old at the time. I just can't believe this happened. The family was visiting Sequest, a nationwide chain of interactive aquariums. A staff member actually came up to us and said, you can touch all the animals. And my daughter was feeding the stingrays. And all of a sudden, she like shrieked. And I saw the fish biting her fingers. Helen says she was alarmed to find Lola bleeding after being bitten by a grouper. But even more shocking, Helen says, was how she says the employees reacted. It kind of seemed like it was no big deal to them. They offered me a few band-aids. The company says that guest injuries are taken very seriously and their immediate priority is to address any injuries sustained. Sequest says that their millions of visitors each year have a great experience and on social media, the company promotes their facilities as places where 
you can engage with the animals. These places are right in the middle of America's malls. Easy access, shopping, grabbing lunch. They attract parents who want to show a great time for their kids. Kitty Block, the CEO of the Humane Society of the United States, says that interacting with animals like these can carry a risk. What is the concern with humans interacting with some of these animals? Wild animals are just that. They're wild. They can hurt people. It's not because they're intending to do it. They're wild animals, and a lot of time they just want to get away from you. An ABC News investigation with three of our affiliate stations found that since Sequest opened its first location in 2016, there have been at least 76 incidents where guests and staff have reported being bitten or scratched by an animal. And in the past five years, Sequest facilities were cited more than 80 times by the USDA for issues including potential disease hazards and inadequate care of the animals. Sequest telling ABC News that with hundreds of employees and thousands of animals, injury and mortality, though very rare, exist. They said they continually implement training and procedures to ensure they are working to prevent citations. But critics say these aquariums continue to put the public and the animals at risk. They keep operating when they get fined. This is about profit. And the Humane Society of the United States advises families if you plan to visit an aquarium, check if it is accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, which has the highest standard for guest and animal safety. Robin. We want to keep that in mind. Thank you, Ariel. And you can see more of our investigation tonight on Nightline. We'll look for you then, Ariel. But right now, got a little pop news. Yeah, let's do it. Oscar edition, everybody. Good morning. So. We, you know, the must-see moment uh, planned for the Oscars. We've been talking about it this morning. Variety has confirmed it's true. Ryan Gosling will perform his Oscar-nominated hit, I'm Just Ken, from the Barbie movie on the live broadcast just a few weeks ago at the Oscars luncheon. The song's producer, Mark Ronson, actually asked our Chris Connolly to help him convince Gosling to perform. Clearly it worked. Good job, Chris. Gosling opened up about the musical sequence in the film when he sat down with our Deborah Roberts last summer. Listen to what he said. What was that like performing in the film and, and singing? Uh, it was scary, but it felt like I totally understood why Greta felt it was it was necessary. It wasn't in the script. It sort of was something that she kind of uh, got to right before filming. But she was using so many musical references. The song and Ken himself, Ryan Gosling, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And it isn't the only Barbie song going to be on the big show. Billie Eilish will perform her Grammy-winning ballad, What Was I Made For? Such a beautiful song. You'll see it on the Oscars. And the Academy is announcing their first round of presenters for the 96th Annual Award Ceremony. Oscar winners Mahershala Ali, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ooh. Brendan Fraser, Kiwi Kwan, and Michelle Yeoh all have confirmed. We will also see Matthew McConaughey, hey, Lupita hey, hey. Nyong'o, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sam Rockwell, along with Zendaya, who's been breaking the internet with her Dune Part 2 red carpet looks from premieres all over the world. Al Pacino is also confirmed, and of course, Mr. Jimmy Kimmel back on stage for the fourth time as host when the 96th annual Oscars air on Sunday, March 10th, 7 p.m. Already a stellar lineup. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. getting there. It's getting there. Um, also this morning, Kevin Costner, guys, is breaking his silence on his surprising Yellowstone exit after starring in the hit series for four and a half seasons. Costner says it was at least partly because he's directing and starring in not one but four new movies. They will all be part of a single Western saga. This seems to be a trend. Mm. The trailer for the first movie called Horizon just dropped. Here it is. You're not taking the full measure of this, Mary. I know the man I met was on his way to kill everyone in that house. He might as well have been walking up to get the mail for all that bothered him. <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves a bad man right here. We love you, Kevin. He says he had the idea for the four-part movie series. He's had it for 30 years, and it was worth holding on to. He said he actually helped finance these movies himself. He believes in them that much. The first, called Horizon, an American saga, stars Kevin. It also stars Sienna Miller, Luke Wilson, and many, many more. It hits theaters on June 28th, and then the second comes out just two months oh, right later. Away. So he's mm. he's mm -hmm. shooting as, you know, he's doing them consecutively. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, he's a heartbreaker in training. Take a look at this little devil. Yeah, he's working on his wing. Check it out. <laughs> 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 the 
mom, Megan, caught two-year-old son, Sebastian, showing off his new trick there. <laughs> Here's looking at you, ladies. <laughs> I love him. That's Sebastian. Yeah, that's Papa Who's everyone. Thank you, Lara. Let's go to Ginger. Thank you so much. More than two feet of snow at the top of the mountain. Snoqualmie there. Nice for skiing and snowboarding, but it did shut down I-90 for a time. And now we have a new major storm that goes into the weekend for much of California, parts of the Pacific Northwest. And this will be the biggest of the season. They could get four to ten plus feet of snow in the Sierra Nevada. This is just through Sunday. That is going to be huge. If you're traveling there, you want to go to Tahoe, you got to get there like today, tomorrow, because you could get shut down. And they have had a subpar season so far. So the snowpack isn't as great as it could be. This will help. Do it, babies. <laughs> it's time for our series, The Right Fit. We changed it a little bit there because this morning it's all about finding the right denim to fit your frame. And GMA lifestyle contributor Lori Bergamato is with us. And we want you to use the QR code on your screen if you like any of these looks. Go ahead and shop away. In the meantime, Lori, let's talk about jeans. You say, for starters, at the end of the day, you really do want to go with the style that's best for you. Exactly. A good fit in denim is the coin of the realm, right? Like, we're always hearing, oh, it's this, this is in, and this yeah. is out. The whole Gen Chasing Z, the dream. skinny jeans is out. And then people are like, but I love my skinny jeans. Yeah. Don't throw them out. Wear them. You have to wear what looks good on you. But if you are looking for a denim refresh for 2024, we, I think, have knocked it out of the park with four very trendy styles. I would agree with that. And we're going to start right here on our model, Lori Bain. Okay. So I am wearing the trouser jean. Now, love that. I wear I, it a lot. Yes. And, and you and I both remember, like, this was around before. Yes. But the thing that's different about it, Lara, now is that the hem, which is a little bit controversial, I think, generationally, I would normally get these hemmed a little bit because I am petite. And I like to not feel like I might trip. Right. But right now, the look it's, is a puddle hem. Yeah. So you want, I'll like kick out like a little bit here. Like you can't see your you, shoes exactly, unless you kick out. Unless you kick out. But you don't want them too long that it's unsafe, obviously. Right. These are from American Eagle. They're AE77. They're their premium line. They're in a dark wash, which we're seeing is the number one most searched for uh, denim wash on Google. So very trendy. Okay, let's talk about this next okay. one. Come on up here. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what we're looking at. Here. All right, are you familiar with the barrel jean? I am not. Okay, so this is a very divisive jean uh, in fashion because this always happens in fashion. Sometimes they make it so avant-garde that people are like, how do I wear this? Right. We have figured it out for you. So Tiffany here is Tiffany, in the Abercrombie great. barrel jean. And the way that you know it's a barrel jean, it's going to be nipped in here at the waist. Yep. There's going to be some baggy, some room in the Didn't thigh. Didn't we call this like the mom jean a few years ago? So it's a little bit different from the mom jean. I'm glad you explained that, though. Or I'm glad you brought it up because the difference is here on her knee, there's like a circumference. Oh, you can oh see yeah. It, like, so it like, gives you almost out. like, yes. Yeah, like MC Hammer pants yes. almost a little bit yes but what we loved about this Abercrombie curve love pair is that Look. it's streamlined so anybody can wear it so you just get a hint of that trend so you feel fashiony but you don't feel like you're in a costume they're under a hundred dollars they come in waist sizes 24 to 34 really good. so there's something for everybody there so the cargo makes an appearance yet again and this time with a little change yes it has a little bit of a sprinkle of uh, sophistication these are from Madewell so we might remember that the cargo pants used to have jean uh pockets on the side of the uh what, yes. what is this called? Of your leg. thigh. Thank your you. Leg. <laughs> um, pockets on the side of the thigh. But no woman really wants to add that volume there. So what Madewell has done is streamlined it a little bit. And they did a pocket that's flush to your silhouette that still gives that utilitarian vibe. And you can dress it sporty. But because it is so much more streamlined, you could even dress this up and still look super cute. We love Abigail in a more casual vibe, though. Yeah, these. it's really great. Love it. Okay. okay. And that's, again, on the QR code there if you like it. And then it doesn't all have to be sort of the loose leg, the skinny right. still in. So we know people Yay. are still mourning their skinny jeans. And if you are, this is like the skinny's cooler, younger sister. It's yeah. the straight leg. Vogue is saying that gray is the denim color for 2024. Oh, I don't have any gray. And well, now these are under $30. I love these. From H&M. So we found these. These are a straight leg. So okay. again, if you liked that style, they're really great for everybody. And what we did here, Lara, because Luna is petite, is we cuffed them. Yeah. This is also a huge trend. You can buy jeans like this at a pretty penny. But what we did is we just cuffed hers up. We paired it with a trendy shoe, the Mary Jane. And this whole look is I super affordable. And she looks super trendy. And we've got the look again on that 
QR code. I love those. All right, everybody, let's shop. Thank you so much, Lori <laughs> B. You. The right fit strikes again. And coming up, Dune Part 2, the star, Josh Brolin, one of the stars. He is with us live right here on Good Morning America. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So much buzz about Dune Part 2. We are back now with one of its big stars, Josh Brolin. Always great to have you here on GMA. Nice to be here, guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. So, so some fans were concerned you weren't going to make it into Part 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, because it kind of like suggests that I die. And how do you I, feel to come back and not be dead? I never die. <laughs> I refuse to die. I end up at the director's door every day, and I go, you know, like maybe. Okay. Anyway, it was suggested that I die. I think that was somewhat purposeful. And then you see him again about halfway into the second movie. He's angrier. He's grumpier. Mm. He's a bit of a, a criminal now. He feels like he lost the whole family that he was there to protect. And then he sees who he sees almost immediately, who he thought was gone, which is Paul. And you see this Ooh. kind of vulnerable but light come back into his eyes. Mm -hmm. And then he becomes the support of Paul. All right. And you're yeah. back in the desert again. I love the ah, desert. The sand, <laughs> I love the, the desert. scorching temperatures. I brought my family out there. I brought my kids out there. My kids were out there, my three-year-old and my five-year-old, who were two and four at the time. We, we climbed the dunes every day. Oh, that's neat. It was mm -hmm. awesome. When you, when you first end up in the desert, you feel so insignificant. I bet. Because yeah. we were two and a half hours south of Abu Dhabi, so it was Ooh. like 100 kilometers of nothing but sand. How and challenging was it this time? What was the biggest challenge this time? Oh, you know, you got sand in the butt and sand in the <laughs> eyes. And it just is what, it, I mean, it's just the truth. It's the truth. You just get used to it, you know. Uh, you get calloused. Um, it was great because he wanted it out there. We could have done it on a stage oh. at home, and he wanted it out there. He, you know, it was 105 degrees. We had rubber suits on. We have a big bubble glass head on. So Ooh. it was. We survived. Well, after that description, I don't know what we're going to see in this clip, but oh, let's check it out. Good. How many men with you? Two hundred. Two hundred. You realize what you were able to achieve with 200 men? Incredible fighters. Duncan said there were millions of them. In the deep south. Yes. Well, what are you waiting for? With thousands of these guys, you could take control of the entire planet. It's your father's dream. What are you afraid of? Hmm. It feels like every character I play has polyp issues. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Polyp Maybe it's sand. like an application. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you, a Tom Waits thing. But you did describe your character very well because when you do see him in the movie, he is surly. He is and, surly. And we, but it's one of the funniest scenes of the movie when he comes when you, when your character shows up because you're playing a string instrument. Yeah. You're singing about how miserable you are. Yeah. So I have a question: How long did it take to learn the instrument? Uh, and could you possibly take that show on the road because it's good? Mm. I hear the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> in a major way, Michael. That's why they pay you the big bucks. There was somebody who interviewed me in Los Angeles. It had to be in America. And he said, because he obviously hadn't done his research, did you play the ballast set before you got this role, or did you have to learn it for the role? It, it's, it's a fictional instrument. So. Yeah. But, um... Oh, 
<laughs> it does hurt. I'm sorry to call them out, but you know, you should have done your research. Sorry. Um, yeah, we, you know, when you're doing it, what, what, what Denis did is he says, I want you and Hans to write it together. And when you're given the responsibility to write wow. a song with Hans Zimmer, so I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing, and then I send it to Hans, and Hans was vacationing, and he would send me back like a picture of an iceberg or something, or, you know, Italy, countryside, and I'd get like, help me out here, you have to send me music. <laughs> and when you're actually doing it, there is no ballast set, so it sounds like somebody's crying as you're playing it. It's just going, and you're trying to keep the tone of what you've written. It all turned out fine in the yeah, end. Yeah, it did. But, yeah. it, 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 I mean, Hans's music is genius. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, and clearly so is yours. My music uh, is yeah. not genius. Which <laughs> 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 you also on the ballast said. Uh, also writing poetry um, for yeah. the coffee table book. You're an ode to Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I, I, you know that's gotten out of control. Yeah, tell us why. You know what? When you when you when you're an older actor, okay, and you're looking at like new, young, great talent, I get excited. So you sit there and you're seeing Florence Pugh or you're seeing Zendaya or you're seeing Timothy, mm -hmm. and I get excited, especially people who work hard. So I'm sitting there writing because I don't have a scene that day, and I'm and I'm writing these nice things, and then it turns, you know, and then the internet grabs a hold of it and they think that I want to <laughs> make out with Timothy or something or whatever. <laughs> Makes no says more about them than it does about me. Yeah. You know. You've got another project coming out, Brothers, yeah. with Peter Dinklage. Mm. You guys play fraternal twins. Yeah. Now I, I read something about how in, when they were thinking about how to cast it, they decided to do this in part because you have the same size heads. head. <laughs> no, it's what. I mean, look, if you look at No Country for Old Men, me, Tommy, and Javier have the largest craniums of any three actors in here. But then there was one other guy when I saw Game of Thrones, and I looked over and I said, oh my God, that guy has a huge head. We should play brothers. So it was. Yeah, see, look at it. It feels right. See, he's further away from the camera, so it looks smaller. It's not. But I did. It was my idea. I called Peter. I said, I think we have two very large heads. I think we should play brothers. And he said, great. So Glenn Close played our mom. Mm. We played brothers. Brendan Fraser is in it. It's oh, good. Oh, wow. That's yeah, fun. That's great. That's, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. One other character we want to ask you about, the villain that you played in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Want to know, will we see him again in um, Deadpool and Wolverine? Um, Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I'll check with my bookkeeper. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's if that. <laughs> I don't. I can't say anything. Okay. I mean, you can't. Uh, yes. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> it all. Maybe. There'll be a lot of phone calls after the show. Maybe. <laughs> I'm in every movie coming out in the next year. Good for you, though. You kind of are. Yeah. Small parts, you. but, you know, I don't know. Busy man. I think yeah. it's going to be a good movie, though. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Always it's fun. always nice to see Doing you guys. Part Thank two's you. in theaters on Friday. And coming up, viral gymnastics star Fred Richard is here. He's talking about his road to the Olympics and his impact on the sport. You always come to play. Yes. So yeah. great. No, 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 no. That's a clip of our next guest at the World Championship solidifying bronze for Team USA. And this morning, we are joined by the 19-year-old trailblazer. Give it up for Fred Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The youngest USA gymnast to win an individual world medal in the men's competition now training for the 2024 Olympics. Yes, sir. How's that sound? Sounds really good. I'm really excited. I mean, it's going to be a big event with the whole world watching. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is spring break, and you decided to spin it with us. Thank you. Oh, I wanted to be here, yeah. Right, I bet you I did. Wanted to see you. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> so tell yeah. us, what is it entailed, getting ready for the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, imagine every single day you know you have about five months to give everything. Yeah. And so it's eating right, it's sleeping right, it's putting hours in in the gym, it's just going all in. Mm -hmm. I, I got to know you during the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. TikTok. TikTok. All yeah. those videos <laughs> that you posted. Yeah. Uh, did you have any idea you've got so many followers now that mm -hmm. it would bring so much attention to the sport? I didn't, but that was the goal when I started. You know, we're in a sport where there's not as many viewers. You know, it's a much smaller sport, especially on mm -hmm. the men's side. You know, I had a dream. I want the world to know what I'm doing. And so I just started telling my story, and people love it. I know. And your passion is so evident. Oh, I yeah, heard your passion. mama say that and you were in the crib at two years old doing handstands. I was. Yeah, that picture's oh, crazy. Come on, that come picture's on. crazy. So what is it about the sport? I don't know. It's, I think it's the pushing, like, the challenge of 
once you get to a certain level, there's always another like another level mm -hmm. to go to. And so I'm just I'm never satisfied, and I just always have something to look to get to, you know? Yeah, and there's yeah. so many people, so many young people in particular, mm -hmm. who didn't normally watch the sport, but because it's you, and because mm -hmm. of that flavor that you bring to it. <laughs> and then uh, we got a young one, nine years old. His name is Harrison. Harrison, okay. Okay, he's got a question for you. Harrison. What is your favorite event in gymnastics? Harrison. <laughs> Good question. Oh, <laughs> what is it? It's definitely high bar. So that's that one bar. Yes. I'm doing flips and trying to catch back. When you're under pressure, thousand people watching, and like the smallest mess up and you miss, it's it's crazy, but it's and, fun. And you know the rest of us are like holding our breath the whole time yeah. when you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to say to another young person who's trying to break barriers of their own? Mm -hmm. Maybe not in gymnastics, but they don't see themselves in what they're trying to pursue. What yeah. is your message for them? I would say number one, believe in yourself, and there's definitely a path to it. You mm -hmm. just have to keep looking for it. And have fun with it. I mean, I love this sport. Every day I'm having fun doing what I do, you know? It's not a job. It's just it's what I love to do. It comes so. through. It comes through. You know, most people say, like, the Olympics, that's it. That's my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. You're looking even beyond that. Way beyond, yeah. yeah. So I feel like with my sport of men's gymnastics, going to the Olympics is going to be amazing. Getting those gold medals is my first goal. But after that, mm -hmm. it's bringing more black kids like me back into the sport. You mm -hmm. know, I grew up with maybe it'd be me, the only kid in the gym, or two black kids in the gym. But I want, I want that to change. Okay. Yeah. All right. So are you ready um, to show us maybe a, a challenge? I don't want to say move, but do you have a challenge? Because you got your dad over there. Yeah. You got your uncle over there. <laughs> yeah. So don't, but don't hurt yourself. So you want right. to do a little bit of a challenge? Yeah, I heard. What? What? You guys want to see something that's gone viral on TikTok before? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So this is the flip into shorts. The, the flip, in, I'm sorry, what is it Flip now? into shorts. I'm going to flip into these shorts. You're going you're to bounce on that. Yeah. And you're going to land in those shorts. Exactly. You know, in our sport, it takes takes athleticism it takes control of your bodies okay. mastering exactly where you're going to land and this is a game we've played and this is this is live tv so i know really live can we All get right. a drum roll please drum roll please drum roll. we got one chance That's even harder to do. That's even harder to do the All one right. leg, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I thought, Rob. That was amazing. Yeah. Can I keep Holy these pants? Smoke. They're a little big, but. Yeah, you can keep them. All, All right, right, get some us. Yeah. How proud are you of your son? Extremely proud. And your, and, and your nephew? Yeah, I'm very, very proud. I always knew he was going to be a good. He was yeah. always, but it's all—it's yeah. all him. Yeah. The hard work. All I've been there to do is my wife and I is just to support. Okay, and that's what we can do. Was he really doing handstands in the crib? Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. We got yeah. pictures. Yeah. Come on, we got to see them. his face. Oh, we got to see them back flipping the backyard uh -huh. and everything. Yeah. Like, and the Birthday parties, all the kids. I was flipping off the deck, just doing crazy stuff yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, he was always fearless. Yeah. Yeah. But this is family. I love, I love the support that you have of one another. Can you believe he went into one of the pant legs, one of the short legs? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you couldn't try, you couldn't do that again. Yeah, hey, I couldn't. Friend, we're going to be watching you. All right. Yeah. 2024 and beyond. 2024. Yeah. yeah All thank, right, thank you. you. Michigan man, too. Yes. All right. Michigan. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Fellow Michiganders, so proud. Thank yes. you, Robin. I love how he just stuck it, too. It's like you don't only just get into the pant. Okay, so we have something to tell you about. It's a new podcast that's launching this morning. It's called Pop Culture Moms, and it's hosted by best-selling author Andy Mitchell and our very own GMA producer, Sabrina Kohlberg. Yeah, they've been friends for 20 years and pop culture fans for even longer. So now, as moms of toddlers, they're going to take their obsession with TV and movies to the next level by talking to celebrity writers and writers, fellow scholars of pop culture, about what they can learn from the fictional moms that they love most. Pop Culture Moms is from Good Morning America and ABC Audio. And I heard Lara cheering big. Sabrina was so close with you, right? Now she's on her own. I know. So proud of her. Right. And then the first season, post week weekly through May, so you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to record it today. Can't wait. We'll see you soon. Coming up, our takeout fake out. TikTok star Tiffy Chen is here helping us recreate one of the most popular dishes sold on food delivery apps at home. We'll be right back with that. So stay right there for more GMA. We're back now with one of our favorite food series, Takeout Fakeout, where we, where we show you how to recreate the most popular meals from top food delivery apps. And this morning, we have the usually popular TikTok star and author of Tiffy Cooks, Tiffy Chin. Hey, Tiffy, welcome to the show. 
Now, you know, Tiffy, she has 3.2 million followers, and she's here to show us how to make a takeout favorite at home. Before we ring that doorbell, I just want to say, you have a watch party at home. Yes. I mean, overseas, in yes. Taiwan. Your family's watching this right yes. now. Yes. This is my grandma's secret recipe, and there's a watch party right now. So don't yeah. care if I say hi to my grandma. Say hello to grandma. Hi. There we go. Hi. And also, we got the doorbell. Let's say what we're, we're making here, our takeout fake out. What do we have? Stir fry noodles. Yeah. yeah. And, and you said this, this is your grandma's secret recipe, right? Yes. This is my grandma's secret recipe, and I'm so excited to share. So the first thing we have here is some noodles soaking in cold yeah, water. Yeah, because there's a special way you have to prepare these noodles. And the crazy thing is, I didn't know that. Stir fry noodles, they're one of the top things ordered, one of the top ordered dishes online, and the 10% increase in orders over last year. So the way they prepare these, what are they soaking in? We're actually soaking them in cold water cold because water. this is a secret tip. It helps the noodles not become soggy huh? and also really? helps the sauces soak up later a lot better too with the cold water. Oh. Grandma's ah. secret tips. <laughs> I've been doing that wrong the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Here we go. We got the noodles. Let's get into this. Is this um, what makes this an authentic stir fry? Yeah, so we're going to be adding in. So this is actually my grandma's recipe that she makes all the time for family dinners. Uh -huh. And then we're going to be adding in different vegetables. So we're going to do cabbage. Okay. And I'm actually, Mike, I'm going to get you to help me add in the rest need? of the ingredients. Right. We got some celery. celery. Carrots here. We got carrots. We got mushroom. Now, and now you say with the mushrooms, dried shiitake mushrooms. Why is that? Yes. So another secret tip is when you rehydrate them, you can actually use the sauce and the broth later on when you drizzle in. So it adds a oh. lot more flavor. You can also save it ahead of time for other dishes in the future, too. So is this kind of like an anything goes stir fry? Yes, so you can add in. The best part about doing takeout at home is I can add in any other ingredients that you like. So we can add in chicken, we can add mm -hmm. in shrimp, we That's can add in me. pork belly, anything you like afterwards or whatever you have in the fridge actually. And it's also a one pot meal. So less dishes in the future. <laughs> all right, and what's all this, the other things we have here? So we're going to add in some soy sauce. Now? Yes. That works? Drizzle it in. All right, drizzle it in the soy sauce, okay. Vegetarian oyster sauce. Oh, yep. Oyster sauce there. Okay. White pepper. White pepper. There we go. And then last but not least, sugar. Sugar? Oh, I thought it was salt. Sugar. Yes. Ah, you got me on that one. Yeah. I've been using salt the whole time. <laughs> A lot of people always ask like why we add sugar in a lot of Asian cuisine, but it actually helps balance out the soy sauce of the saltiness as well as vegetarian oyster sauce, mm -hmm. which gives you like that takeout take. So a little bit goes a long way, but that's a secret tip. And we have some oil. Yes, here. some oil. A whole thing? Yes. Oh, the whole thing. So this will give you the char. What you give charm. it? Yes, the takeout version flavor. Going to saute everything together. Uh huh. And then we're gonna add in some water. Add in here. some water. There we go. So if you had some shiitake mushroom broth, this is a great time to add it in. And this will add tons of flavors in there. And then we're going to add in some noodles. Add in some noodles. I'm good at that. There we go. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna mix. Remember, cold water. Cold water. Cold water. That way the noodle will soak up all the sauce here. Now you say when you put this together, it's, it's more of a, it's more tossing than mixing. Yes. So this is like where we're gonna use my grandma's secret tip, actually. So once we cover, we're gonna uh -huh. come over here. I'm coming in. And come over here. Pull After that. ten oh. minutes. Oh. Ten wow. minutes. That smells good too. So it's super easy. That's all you have to do. And we're gonna use the chopsticks okay. and we're gonna toss. We're gonna toss it. So like instead this. of mixing it up, yes. you just toss it together. Here, I'll get you to try it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but okay, my question, how do you know when how do you know? You got to not that excited about this, <laughs> me tossing these noodles up. But how do you know when it's done? You can taste it, but then let's say it gets like a nice chewy bounce. That's when it's ready. And the best part about this is that you just keep adding in sauces. Let's say if you want a little bit softer mm -hmm. and we can taste test it. But yeah, it gets you toss it up. This get is kind of stress up. relieving too. That's yes. kind of, yeah, I kind of like that. And this is great for home cooks because that way you can take your time with it. And that way the noodles won't break. So this is a great tip that my grandma taught me. And I tell you what, it smells delicious. What we have there? We're going to finish off with some fried shallots okay. as well as some shallot oil. So we saved the oil from the fried shallots. Those will add tons of flavor as well as some cilantro on top. Bam. There we go. And now here we are. We got that. it right here. Look at that. Tiffy cooks and Tiffy cooks delicious food. Her grandmother's recipe. How sweet is that? It's not a secret anymore. Yes. And <laughs>
Hello to Grandma and everyone Hi, else Grandma. at home. Hi, you know what? You can get the recipe on our website, Tiffy. Thank you so thank much. You we so appreciate much. you being here. We'll be right back, everybody. Good job. Thank you for sharing a portion of your Tuesday morning with us. We're mm -hmm. off and running. It was a Have great a great day, day everyone. Have a good one.